Ahoy, mateys. Ye be listening to Sadie Hawkins' pod. Uh, just take everything. Leave me, <laughs> let me keep my life. <laughs> Yarr. Oh, I don't like it. Dead men tell no tales. Well, of course they don't. But why do you have to put it that way? <laughs> I parred you a big glass of orange juice so you don't get scurvy. Thank you. And I never hoist the mainstay, and I never swam the blue and I never veer starboard, cause I never sail at all. We're the pirates who don't do anything We just stay alone and lie around And if you ask us to do anything We'll just tell you We don't do anything Welcome to City Hawkins Pod I don't want to Keep do your hands and arms oh. inside the boat at all times And remember no flash photography We just were like climbing over each other <laughs> for the jokes because I was like, I don't want to do anything because they're lazy pirates and I'm a lazy podcaster. Oh, I get it. Yeah, but how would you know? That's what I said when you're talking over me. Sorry. We should have Sorry. Saved- <laughs> Sorry. We should have saved this for National Talk Like a Pirate Day. Oh, we should have. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of those really early, like... Dumb days. <laughs> dumb national holiday things. Because I remember it being a thing, like, when I was in high school and, like, the teachers being like... Oh, everybody talk like a pirate today. My religion. Uh, all of my teachers sounded like that, exactly like that, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Were you not allowed to dress up like a pirate? Like you weren't allowed to dress up like a vampire? Exactly. Because <laughs> that first Halloween where I was like, told my mom, I want to be Dracula for Halloween. And she started crying. Yeah. True story. <laughs> we have told this story three times now on this podcast. But the other time I was like, I want to be a pirate. And she just started openly weeping and praying to Jesus. Like... <laughs> <laughs> no, was, I made a meme where it was like an image from from the image from Poltergeist of the mom, and she's like screaming at the ghost. And I wrote the words "No Satan, take me instead." And then I wrote, "When your Christian mom hears you want to be a vampire for Halloween, it's the exact same thing. You want to be a pirate." I was totally allowed to be a pirate for Halloween. I loved like you wouldn't steal a car, would you? <laughs> No, I oh my gosh when I was a kid we I was really little I was probably like four maybe five and we rented a uh, my family rented a houseboat one summer and as we were sailing around there is video of me maybe I was even three I was like really young there's video of me dancing around to the well my parents played a cassette of the the Pirates of the Caribbean from the ride theme song mm-hmm. and uh, my mom's like, Jessica, what are you doing? And I'm like running around, like pretending I'm holding like something. And I'm like, I'm chasing the ladies, mom. I'm chasing the ladies because there's <laughs> like, part- oh, no. <laughs> well, there's a part in the ride that has since been changed. Right. Where it used to be that the there was like a what do you call that? Not like a carousel, but I guess it would kind of be like a carousel right. of the animatronics going around where yeah. the pirates used to chase the ladies. And then some coalition got upset about that uh. at some point and made them change it. So now the ladies chase the pirates around if they still do that. But that's how it was at that time. And so I was like, I'm chasing the ladies because I, I want mean, to be a pirate. It is for the best. It Why? really, really is. Why do you need a ride that's <laughs> very strongly implying sexual assault of the animatronics? At Disneyland. <laughs> and clearly children picked up on it because, like, three-year-old Jessica was like, hey, I'm doing the thing, like, in the ride. hmm Well, we do have, uh, we, since we oh, didn't do voicemails right. last week, we have that's a lot of voicemails. Right. 
from Daniel. So Strap in, folks. Get so, yourself a should, coffee. And- so let me play his newest one that was sent after last week, and then we'll go backwards and listen okay. to his previous ones that we had skipped last week. Hey, it's Daniel again. I feel kind of weird leaving this voicemail after I just got called out for leaving like five minutes of voicemail on the other episode, but uh, <laughs> um, I just listened to the, uh, the new Christmas one, the Silver Bells one, and uh, I, I guess I should have expected this to happen eventually, but you guys kind of shouted out Abandoned Kansas. I mean, you mentioned that in a shout out, but yeah, I actually know that band pretty well. Um, I'm not, like, best friends with them or anything, but uh, they obviously are from Kansas. Um, they're from, like, the Wichita area, and uh, I saw them for the first time in high school. They played some, like, I don't know, high school event, like, hay rack ride kind of thing. Well, Daniel, did you ever meet a girl who likes a band in Kansas, and then you were like, oh, yeah, I know that band. I'm best friends with them. I got the lead singer's email address, and she was like, ooh, marry me. <laughs> And then you were never able to introduce her to that band and never be able to back up that, that claim. Um, at a friend's house. Um, and then uh, in college and, and a couple of years after college, I was in three different bands and I played. We, we opened for three different bands. Who are you, Travis Barker? <laughs> three different bands at one time. Like, all three of those different bands opened for a band in Kansas at various times. And then I've seen them at other shows, too. So I think, actually, I might have seen a band in Kansas more times than I've seen any other band. Um, so just a fun little thing. They're they're really good. Um, they're not doing anything anymore, but um, definitely worth checking out, especially the Ad Astra for Astra album. It's really great. And uh, Stephanie Smith, I think, played at my college, too. But anyway, yeah, it's crazy that that was the first ever... Um, acoustic guitar cover of Reliant K-Song you guys have ever heard. Um, it would be crazy if, like, somebody recorded one, especially for uh, your podcast. Uh, that would be nuts. Uh, <laughs> well, Jessica pointed this out last week, and maybe it was a miscommunication. When I said, oh, an acoustic guitar cover, I meant a guitar cover yeah, your your, the your choice of words was very confusing. When you say the words guitar cover, even though I think from an etymology standpoint, it's stupid to call it that, but it is what the world calls it, so we have to resign ourselves to it. When you say guitar cover, it means someone playing along to the song on guitar. It doesn't mean they're recording a new version of the song. That's what a guitar cover is. So when I say acoustic guitar cover... I meant a play-along guitar cover on acoustic guitar. I'm going to agree to disagree with you. If I meant an acoustic... If <laughs> he I say rolled the, his eyes at me. <laughs> if I say acoustic cover, then I mean someone is playing the song on their acoustic guitar without playing the record. If I say acoustic cover. But if I say acoustic guitar cover, that means they're sitting in their room playing the record, playing along on acoustic guitar, and wrongfully calling it a cover. Semantics. It is semantics, but it was an acoustic guitar cover. It's like there's a comma there that you guys aren't hearing, that you and Daniel and probably everyone else isn't hearing. Acoustic. <laughs> it's it's a acoustic guitar cover. In parentheses. Acoustic is in parentheses. Why didn't you call it a play-along? 
because that is not what they're called. I know that it's wrong. We all, everyone who likes music knows that it's wrong. But if you go on YouTube and you search guitar cover, it's a play along video. It's wrong. It's like when lip, when, what was it? Like lip jams or lip sync videos came out. And I'm like, that's what all lip sync, that's what all music videos are. All music videos are lip syncing. But then like in the mid 2000s, like lip sync dubs, dub, dub, dub smash, dub smash and all that stuff became so popular. And I'm like, why is there a special name for this? All music videos are lip syncing. Right. <laughs> anyway. Oh, yeah. Lip dubs are. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. Called, but I was dubs. thinking about dub smash, which was like early TikTok. Right. I remember when lip dubs became a big thing on YouTube in the mid 2000s. And I'm like, why is there a special name for this? This is literally what every music video has been right. for the last 30 years since MTV started. When the Beatles did music videos, even though there was no place for them to play, like they did music videos for Paperback Rider and stuff, they were lip syncing. That's how music videos work. That's how musicals work. That's how actual musical films work is they lip sync. But for some reason, people on the internet in the mid-2000s didn't know that and they decided to call music videos lip dubs. It's already called music videos. So someone on the internet 10 years ago decided to call playing along in your room a guitar cover. And it's not. They recorded the vocals live for uh, Across the Universe. They did do that. And they did that for Les Miserables as well. <laughs> one, I would say, is more successful than the other. Can you imagine if Russell Crowe... I don't know Crow, which one you're talking about. Can you imagine if Russell Crowe is in <laughs> Across the Universe... <laughs> It's like, I'll cross the universe. <laughs> Penny Lane is in my ears and in my eyes. I was trying to do a slight Australian accent with that, but I couldn't do it while singing like this. Anyway, we have so much more Daniel voicemail to get through. <laughs> And then you mentioned the thing about the Minecraft, or not Minecraft, Rude Kitty, who, like, got in trouble for, uh, like, a fake bomb threat or something. I have a funny story. Well, actually, it's not my story, but uh, I have a friend who had a similar situation. But uh, that's a story I'll let him tell. Just kind of thought it was funny. Reminded me of that. Anyway, Merry Christmas, y'all. Uh-huh, you have a friend who got <laughs> I was gonna in trouble be like, for something Of all similar. the things he wants to tell us, he's like, oh, yeah, I know someone who was arrested for fake, for joking about terrorist threats. Oh, well, it doesn't give us the details. <laughs> we, what a cliffhanger. Does he call back? No, he didn't oh, call no. back. But we have chronologically out of order Well, maybe he, voicemails. He, he maybe it's still an open investigation and he can't discuss uh, the details maybe because he's his lawyer advised him to. <laughs> <laughs> so going back two weeks now, he called about us discussing my way or the highway. Right on. To hell. Yeah. <laughs> Which Yar. is where the pirates go. Yar. Hey, it's me, Daniel. Uh... I don't know what that was. Uh, man, so many thoughts about this episode today. Real real quick pause. A couple weeks ago, after, because our My Way to the Highway episode got a did little... Did you hear about the squirrels uh, getting the bubonic plague in Colorado? Arr. I did. I did. I did. Thank you very much. A <laughs> couple weeks ago, us discussing My Way or the Highway got a little, like, 
testy. Testy is not the right word, but it got a little difficult because we were talking about like Christian concepts of damnation and hell and it was just not comfortable. Right. Yeah. Well, so after that sort of difficult discussion, Google Voice decides to translate Daniel's voicemail as it's me. I don't know what that was about. This episode sucks. (laughs) He doesn't say that. That episode did suck. (laughs) It didn't suck. But it was like, I was like shocked for a second. I'm like, did Daniel just tell us that our episode about My Way of the Highway sucked? And no, it's like he was talking about the dinging in his car or whatever. And he's like, I don't know what that was. Anyway, and like, yeah, complete. Thanks a lot, Google Voice, for nearly giving me a heart attack. Uh, My Way of the Highway. Um, I guess first I'll tell a story about this paper I wrote in like probably ninth grade. Like freshman year of high school, I think um, I was never a good like paper writing student. Struggled with that, but like, and I remember like the format of it was always kind of like, you know, looking back, it doesn't seem difficult. They wanted like five paragraphs. They wanted like the first one to be an introduction, then like three paragraphs just like stating whatever your your topic was about, and then a conclusion paragraph. And this one time, I actually wrote like a pretty decent paper. But then at the end, I just had no idea what to do for, like, how to wrap up my conclusion paragraph. And so I just <laughs> I just put, how should I end this paper, with a question, like, literally referencing this song. And, uh, yeah, my, when I got the paper back after my teacher had, like, graded it and everything, uh, I remember there being all these, like, really good notes in it. You know, she's like, oh, this was pretty good, you know. Yada, yada. And then she gets to the very end. And she's like, oh, my God, you're doing so good until this. Why did you do this? Like, she, <laughs> she was so frustrated with me. Uh, it was pretty funny. I don't. I still don't know why I did that other than uh, I was, like, I was in ninth grade and you just do stupid stuff. But that's my biggest connection to this song. <clears throat> yeah, I give him a, I give him an F if he, <laughs> if he <laughs> ended. Amazing. How should I end this paper off? With a question? No. <laughs> He should have, maybe he should have written like, how should I end this paper off with a question? No. And then the teacher would have given him. I'm singing that in my, in my head. Like, how should I end this paper off with the question? question? That reminds me of this one time we had to write an essay in, I think I was in like sixth grade or something. And I was just like really frustrated with science class. And it was like we had to explain um like precipitation and how that works and like you know ground air ground like how rain you know comes from the sky goes to the ground and then ends up back in the sky again or whatever and like the teacher wanted like really detailed stuff outside of like what I just said Mm -hmm. and I got so annoyed that like I wrote this really long like satirical explanation and then ended it with or or began it with something i wrote the words that it spews forth from god's mouth (laughs) where does rain come from and i was like it spews forth from god's mouth and if she dared to give you a non-pass wrote that that was such a weird cheeky thing for like a young like jessica to do yeah because you've always been so in line with authority (laughs) jessica was such a good girl i know she never not trusted adults such a hufflepuff to adults yeah she's such a hufflepuff but to adults credit most of the adults in her life were very good at being worthy of her trust (laughs) 
which is unlike me where most of the adults in my life were crap <laughs> most of my teachers and authority figures anyway my science teacher he actually was like he was kind of like a weird dude himself and had like a weird sense of humor so he thought it was hilarious well that's good <laughs> so steve milligan calls again oh i mean daniel <laughs> Because here on Google Voice, it says, it is Steve Milligan. It is Steve Milligan. Um, but um, I think I was talking about that, like that end line, like choose our side and live or their side and die. Yeah, I just, that line, like now that I'm thinking about it, is just like so crazily like us versus them kind of like. Right, sorry, he's, because um, we missed the tail end of the last voicemail. He's now talking specifically about my way or the highway and the lyrics in that song. And we touched on obviously how the lyrics in that song are not our cup of tea and how it's like, seems very like it might be like the most judgy song, but Daniel here hits on something that I didn't even, we didn't even like think about cause we were just preoccupied with the whole like damnation aspect of it. But this is a good point that Daniel has about something else in the song. That's kind of uncomfortable. I don't know. It just, I feel like it really plays into like the, christian persecution complex that there is and like i don't know there's some there's definitely some themes of that on that album you know i'm I'm thinking of uh failure to excommunicate um you know you know it's the world versus jesus and you that kind of thing um i'm sure that the dudes in Ryan k do not like espouse quite the same values now um in terms of that (laughs) i mean who knows maybe they do i don't know that's a question for next time matt hoops does a uh, Instagram live, I guess. And the voting line, I don't know. I, I went back and forth on that for a long time about like, is he trying to say this because it makes him sound more punk that he, like he could like, it's punk to like go vote and like be engaged in politics or. I thought he meant because there's nothing more punk than being Canadian. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I never thought about how that fit in with the rest of the song before um it's it's tough because i all these songs off this album i mean i was so young and impressionable like when i first heard this that like i just took it all for granted and like you know sang along to every word and it, it really was the music that meant more to me than than the words i was glad that it was a christian band but like i was i was just stoked on the music and the electric guitars and the drums and, and all this stuff but yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's the rest that I have for that song. But also, uh, shout out to Connor for uh, that crazy connection that I'd never noticed before in uh, therapy and I don't need a soul. Um, I think he's... Right, he's referring to the voicemail that's now three weeks back yeah. where Connor realized that I don't need a soul and he just said it, but I forgot it again. How to of the songs and forget and not slow down share the same melody. Right. And it's clearly like a thematic thing to tie the album together not like he just not like Matt Thiessen recycled the same melody twice on you know on accident totally right on that it's hard in this genre um I hear so many pop punk bands that use the same melodies over and over and it's not out of any cool like motif kind of thing it's just pure laziness and not knowing how to write a melody but I know that's not Matt Thiessen I know that he can write some great melodies um and the fact, the way those lyrics parallel, um, I think maybe proves Connor's point about that. So that's really cool. Um, I, I've actually been thinking about that 
theme of Matisse lately because uh, <clears throat> there's this other podcast that uh, just talked about this album called Engine of a Million Plots. And uh, <laughs> he's talking about Magnified Pod because we gave him such crap for saying Magnified Pod for life at the end. I was just joking about all that. Although Andrew's always like calling me a son of a bitch on that podcast and everything. Because <laughs> anytime I call up and I plug and I say we're going to steal John for our movie podcast, he's always calling me an SOB. Oh, we're going to have words, Andrew. You do not come after my Danny. <laughs> I, I would think that someone who's probably part of a certain MXPX Facebook group would know that. <laughs> oh, yeah. If he saw that. I don't know if they saw that. Um, it's not there anymore because I'm not on Facebook anymore. Right. But. Um, this doesn't bode well for running with podcasts or whatever you guys are going to call your Weird Al show. <laughs> Any whatever the easy- Do we actually have to go running while while we podcast? Yes, you have to be running while it's you're talking about it. running with scissors. You need to be running with scissors. Whatever you think, trust me, whatever you think of as the most like first thought, best thought podcast name for a Weird Al podcast, it's it's taken. Because like, like I said, when we did our show with them, there are like 16 Weird Al podcasts. Wait, so is he actually talking about Magnified Pod or is he talking about a different podcast? Now you've confused he's me. He's talking about Magnified Pod. Oh, okay. Wait, they talked about Forget Not Slow Down on no, Magnified Pod? No, he's, oh. he's comparing this thing that Connor mentioned to an observation he had about the latest Fire and Frenzy podcast. Gotcha. Five gotcha. Iron, no, the Fire and Frenzy album that they talked about <laughs> on a certain Fire and Frenzy podcast. <laughs> and let's wrap up Daniel's voicemails because he talks about it here. There's a specific horn riff that shows up three or four times, I think, on uh, Five Iron Frenzy's Engine of a Million Plots. Um, not to delve into that too much, but... Uh, um, it's just crazy that I've been thinking about that this past week, and then he calls with that same sort of thing in a Reliant K song that I'd never noticed before. Um, so that's pretty cool. Connor, you should hit me up on Twitter or something. I don't know if you have Twitter, or maybe you've already found me on Twitter, and you're like, this guy sucks. I don't want to follow him. Um, <laughs> Sadie Hawkins Pod, making Facebook connections happen. Who needs suggested friends on Facebook when you've got Sadie Hawkins Pod? That's at you can see my socks. The letter U can. <laughs> can. That's C, the letter C, my socks. S O X. But that's Twitter, not Facebook. Oh, he said Twitter. I thought he meant Facebook. <laughs> Jessica just corrected me. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of what else to say to get back into the voicemail. Yeah, uh, this is my third voicemail, so I think I'm going to call it a day on that. But. Uh... Uh, I love you guys. You guys are great. I know I was joking about uh, MagPod, but I, I really do love your guys' podcast. And uh, you guys notice so many things about Roland K that I, especially in like the lyrics and themes and stuff like that, that I don't think I've ever noticed before. So I think that's really cool. And uh, yeah, talk to you later. Thank yes, you. Thank you. And this week, we're definitely going to notice some amazing things. <laughs> like, for instance, did you know that the later verses in this Pirates That Don't Do Anything song are not the sort of things pirates would do anyway? <laughs> like getting a kiss from a chipmunk? So thank you very much, Daniel. Thank you, Daniel, yes. a.k.a. You Can See My Socks. So, yeah, so let's get into the song. The, we're doing the Pirates Who Don't Do Anything this week. 
And um, I changed the name of the... This is technically not Steady Hawkins Pod this week. We're Silly Hawkins Pod. That's right. Because for anyone who... Definitely. And Jessica's one of them, kind of. She's oh, definitely no. she's no you've you'd seen some veggie tales, but you did not yeah. care about veggie tales at any point in your life. Correct. So I had to like explain some of the veggie tales chronology to her, to Jessica, recently preparing for this podcast, and how the veggie tales, quick <laughs> quick like refresher if anyone doesn't remember, it started as a series of direct to video children's shows it was like a television show but it went directly to video anytime you saw it on television was later when they like syndicated the original vhs tapes and then you know it was also obviously on dvd but it was meant for the video market children's christian videos um every episode was like a bible ver it was like a bible story they had this cast of characters that were vegetables. It was CGI. And they take bad CGI. <laughs> the early oh my ones gosh. were bad CGI. Sometimes they would do sort of original stories set in the quote unquote modern world of the vegetables. And sometimes they would do like throwback Bible stories where they'd take the vegetable characters and cast them in the roles of the biblical characters. In the middle of every episode, they would take a, like a fake commercial break to to play a silly song where Larry the Cucumber, one of the two main hosts, there's Bob the Tomato and Larry the Cucumber. Why do you know so much about veggie We'll talk tales. about that. <laughs> Larry the Cucumber would sing a silly song in the middle of every episode like it was kind of like a little commercial break type thing. Um, and they were called Silly Songs, so this week I decided to change the name of the podcast to Silly Hawkins Pod. Adorable. So, The Pirates Who Don't Do Anything was just one of the random silly songs that they had in the original videos of, the original half-hour videos of Veggie Tales. But of all the silly songs, it's kind of the one that, like, took off the most. It was, like, the most popular song. Kids loved it. It, it kind of took off, and... The little characters who sing the pirates who don't do anything, they continued on throughout the quote-unquote VeggieTales universe, right? You start seeing them in other episodes. They did a VeggieTales movie in the theater in 2002 that was not the pirates who do anything movie. I had to explain this to Jessica. The pirates (laughs) who don't do anything movie was the second VeggieTales movie in like 2010. Like the year we got married, like 2009, 2000, maybe 2008. But first, they did a Jonah movie, the story of Jonah and the whale, right? I think the movie's called, yeah, the movie is called Big Ideas Jonah, a VeggieTales movie. And it's the story of Jonah in an hour and a half, hour, 20 minutes. Yar, there she goes. <laughs> and the pirates who don't do anything. There'll be a whale over there. It's going to eat you, Jonah. Yes, exactly. The pirates who don't do anything turn up. Turn up. That's a vegetable. They turn up as did they say the thing i just said probably no because they don't do anything <laughs> they don't just they don't speak they danny don't really wanted us to watch the movie as no i didn't prep for no, this and said, i was like no 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 so i had to well what got confusing was jessica was like there's a pirate who don't do anything movie right and i'm like yes but that is not what Relan k recorded this song for in the Jonah movie, the pirates who don't do anything are supporting characters. They're there for like the frame story. They're in they're in modern day describing the story of Jonah. And then I haven't seen the movie in forever, but I think they then turn up in the story that they're talking about, which is confusing of why are they in a modern day setting 
but then they're in the story. I don't remember. Maybe I'm incorrect. Maybe isn't that what happens anyway? Aren't like Bob and Larry like in like a Blue's Clues house and they're talking about Jesus as an asparagus or whatever? Like Jesus is not. Then this is another thing that Jessica and I have been talking about for years because she does not watch. And I watched Veggie Tales as a teenager. And there is not, as far as I know, unless it's come up in the last like 10, 15 years of Veggie Tales. Is it still on? They, yeah, they still make them. Oh, wow. We'll talk about it a little bit more later. But they have never had a vegetable Jesus at any point. I think that's like the one line they chose not to cross. They never said, what's the vegetable that represents Jesus? They, I think that's the sacrilege. They'll do it. Moses, they'll have Jonah, they'll have king david and king solomon and all that stuff but they have never had as far as i'm aware a vegetable jesus in their universe you see that line i never should have crossed it exactly so anyway now we get back to reliant k because as i said in 2002 they make a veggie tales theatrical movie and they get reliant k to cover the most popular veggie tales silly song the pirates who don't do anything they released, and I have it in my hands because I bought it at the time, this two-song EP, which is the Reliant K version of The Pirates Who Don't Do Anything, and a VeggieTales cover of Breakdown. That's Larry the Cucumber sings Breakdown. And we'll talk more about that when we do Breakdown. But at least I want to acknowledge that it exists. Larry I've the- never heard this, and I'm like morbidly curious. Well, about I don't it. think we're doing Breakdown next week. I don't think we're doing a full VeggieTales suite right now but we'll do breakdown sooner than later so you can you can hear the larry the cucumber okay. version i mean as far as like reliant k fun goofy songs like some of their more reliant k's goofy songs could translate to veggie silly songs so essentially that's what they did they make i don't think there was an animation to go along with the breakdown veggie cover but i it's basically like larry's car breaks down and he sings breakdown and he goes to the is a little audio play he like goes to the mechanic and you hear the mechanic clanging and like throwing stuff and he's like oh i'm fixing your car that's breakdown we'll talk about that with breakdown (laughs) this week we're talking about the pirates who don't do anything i'm looking at this album art and i i i did buy the single of this on itunes so i did have this song with this this our artwork where Mm -hmm. it's the pirates who don't do anything on top in green and then on the bottom is like a blue picture of reliant k and in my mind i always thought matt teeson had a lip ring and i'm looking at now and he doesn't (laughs) but for some reason i always he's got like his lips pressed together and i could have sworn there was like like a hoop lip ring on there i don't know why be very pirate but that would not be very christian (laughs) especially (laughs) to be a pirate who doesn't do anything you can't go getting a lip ring my carrera had those two lip ring things MXPX is a secular band. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I talk- I've heard that first album. Yes, I know. I'm joking. And like the second album and the third album. Ooh, I'm joking. We can I'm save $2 now I know. on the anatomy of the tongue in cheek. And and on the so the EP is a cardboard sleeve EP. And on the back are coupons you can cut out to save money on the Jonah soundtrack and a copy of anatomy of tongue in cheek. Ooh, it's an enhanced CD and includes three movie trailers from Big Ideas Jonah, a VeggieTales movie. Yeah. So... Do you think this would still work if we popped it in the old laptop? Maybe, but I'd also have to get my new yeah. external <laughs> DVD uh, CD player. So I, I, so all that explanation, I tried to explain to Jessica about the order in which this song existed. Because she thought, like, it's just the pirates who don't do anything. I'm like, no... 
there's Larry and Mr. Lunt and whatever the old guy's name is, and they are characters who are not the pirates who don't do anything in the VeggieTales universe, but they also put on their pirates' clothes, and then it's a cartoon logic. It's like Animaniacs or something. You know how the Animaniacs, they have the modern-day Warner Brothers studio setting, but then there can be a random episode where they're, like, in a you know, French Revolution setting and there's no explanation yeah. of why are they not in modern times. That's how the VeggieTales would be cast in these stories. Gotcha. So I was explaining all this because the Pirates Who Don't Do Anything movie came out in whatever, 2008, 9, or 10. I don't remember which one. And by then you have Ethan and you have the Johns in the band and Ethan probably and Ethan in the band, right? So I just want to make it clear, especially because they say 2002 in the song, that this song was recorded for the Jonah movie in which the pirates who don't do anything are just supporting characters. And I tweeted earlier, and I this is a multi-layered theory, that the pirates who don't do anything, <laughs> the pirates who don't do anything are basically the Jay and Silent Bob of the Christian kids entertainment world because they started out as like nothing side characters. Because in Clerks, they're like nothing. Jay and Silent Bob, like don't mean anything to the plot. They turn up at the very last, one of the last scenes to give Dante like one word of advice to keep him going into the third act. But they're meaningless characters as far as the story goes. The pirates who don't do anything were essentially meaningless when they first showed up. But then, like Jay and Silent Bob keep turning up in all the movies and, Jay, and the pirates who don't do anything keep turning up all the mo- episodes of movies. They just keep turning up until they finally get their own full movie. Mother, 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 that is the original version of the Pirates Who Don't Do Anything. <laughs> so we haven't talked about the song yet, and I feel like actually we'll talk more about VeggieTales and then we'll talk about the song. So I was a VeggieTales fan as a teenager. So if we're talking, if the movie 2002, I don't know when the first VeggieTales video came out, but it probably let's say it came out in 1998, 97. So I would have been like 18. No, 16 Somewhere around 16 to 18 when VeggieTales starts to, like, become a phenomenon in, like, the Christian entertainment world. And oh, it's, that's why it looks so bad when, when you... Yeah. Because we did pop on an episode or two the, um, the other I played day. some segments. There's yeah. a bunch of... You know, because there's full half an hour episodes for free online, but there's also just song segments separated on YouTube. And I put a couple on and they look bad. And that's part... So there's multiple things that made VeggieTales so popular, and it really did cross over more into the mainstream, like Reliant K, like uh, MXPX, like certain Christian things crossed over into mainstream entertainment. This is probably... VeggieTales is probably the most successful in terms of mainstream acceptance Christian children's program. Because I know you want to talk about, like, Odyssey and all those things. And, like, Salty the Singing Songbook, like, that didn't cross over past... Christian stuff. He's a singing Bible. And even though the Veggie Tales tell you Christian, you know, tales and give you Christian morals, they aired them on television and they would edit down some of the Christianness. And like Christian organizations got very mad about that. But I used to, because I was, because CGI animation was like getting big in the late 90s and I loved technology and I loved storytelling and I've always been interested in possibly like writing children's entertainment whether that's a book or a cartoon or whatever i was still interested in cartoons and also because i'm a nerd i was still interested in cartoons you should change your myspace bio to say i love jesus and animation 
I love Jesus and anime. I've got the power of God and anime on my side. (laughs) (laughs) So I was a VeggieTales fan because it's like CGI animation, which is up and coming. And it does look bad now by comparison, but it looked really good for the time. Some of the animation, some of the wobbliness and the slightly organic like way they moved other crap i mean today there's still crappy cgi animation really cheap oh yeah throwaway kids animation in the oh, 2020s yeah. that looks awful but in 1998 for them to have these like a cucumber who who actually doesn't move in a straight line and can actually wiggle and stuff when he walks <laughs> give me that cucumber wiggle <laughs> that was like amazing the, the animation was really good and i just started thinking about that howard lovecraft movie that we started oh yeah the there are these <laughs> There are these like Lovecraft for kids, which sounds so problematic, but yeah. I was like, I gotta see the, what this yeah. is about. And it's literally like a child Howard Lovecraft, HP Lovecraft, and he's like a little kid, and it starts out pretty scary. I'm like, this is meant for kids. And I was at one point, I'm like, okay, there are kids who like horror movies. There are kids who, you know, in the 80s, kids loved Freddy Krueger. There are kids who love like that Monster High stuff and like. There are kids who love Tim Burton and Frank and Weenie and all that stuff. So I'm like, I guess there's an audience for this. But it was just so bizarre because it's like famous. April. It's scared April. April's getting spooked out by all my Lovecraft talk. But famous. He's a racist. I don't like that. I was going to say. I was going to say world famous xenophobic horror writer H.P. Lovecraft in his new children's movie. April. I love that he has a pet Cthulhu. Yeah. What? It was so bizarre. And the animation was The animation was so bad. We love you. Bring her over here. Okay. What's more silly than that puppy? So, what's the opposite of VeggieTales, uh, an H.P. Lovecraft cartoon animation? <laughs> so, anyway, and the other... Th- so, part of the reason I think that made VeggieTales so successful was, one, while the animation doesn't look great nowadays, it was really good for the time to go straight to video. And also, the writing in VeggieTales was really good. Whether you believe this or not, like, there was a certain irreverence for, like, Christian... Like, it wasn't stiff... Like, the, the writing and the comedy and the characterizations weren't stiff and didn't talk down to the kids. It was almost like classic Muppets. Like, honestly, like, you, when you think of classic Muppets, like, everyone thinks of the Muppets as just children's characters. But there's an irreverence when you watch. It holds up. Yeah. Like, the Muppet show holds up. Danny and I got on a kick, like, a year ago where we were watching... Um, <laughs> Danny's kissing the dog Muppet show episodes like every night before bed and it was funny because we tried to rewatch like the first two seasons of SNL around the same time we could not get through yeah. like the SNL bits but we were like oh my gosh like the Muppet show is so funny and totally holds up right so veg- the writing of VeggieTales and I can't speak for like later years of VeggieTales but the writing of the original couple like five six seven years of VeggieTales it was very funny, like for for G rated, like there was they had a genuine characterization to every character, and some you know not like gut busting jokes, but funny jokes like the Muppets. It was for Christian entertainment. They found a way to be like loose and irreverent without being offensive, and I think that's part of the reason why VeggieTales went for so long. Now the history, I was looking at the history of Big Idea Studios, who created it. And there was a lot of sales of that studio. 
so that's why there's been a lot of VeggieTales media over the years. And now there's a more recent, like, VeggieTales in the kitchen or VeggieTales in the city or something. And it's like, instead of... It's on Netflix. Both shows are on Netflix. They're oh, like actual great. series. And they, they look... They're more stylized now. They have bigger eyes. And they, like, live in a little city in the house that they live in. Okay. Right? Interesting. <laughs> and I don't think that they, like, flash back to Bible stories. I watched one episode actually, like, three or four years ago. So I don't remember it. And I didn't watch it again. But, like, I believe I believe that Universal now owns the VeggieTales. If they don't own it, then they mm-hmm. have, like, a partial stake in it. And if that's not true, then at one point they did. Okay. Because, like I said, the VeggieTales Big Idea Studio has been sold. Oh, DreamWorks maybe owns them now. Mm. I swear, the studio that created VeggieTales moved a bunch. Like, was mm. sold and moved cities. They were, like, in, in Nashville at one point, and then I think they were in California at one point. So, but I think the original creative people behind VeggieTales had, like, a genuine love of, like, making fun cartoons and didn't want to make, like, another stiff children's Christian animation. They want something like Pixar. That's the other thing, is that Pixar had started up by the time VeggieTales started, and Pixar has always had this thing of, like, it's for kids, with the exception of Good Dinosaur. <laughs> and But it's also enjoyable for the whole family. And I think that's the idea that the big idea people went with with VeggieTales. So that's my history of VeggieTales. And that's why I know so much about the original. I owned not like all of them, but I had like three or four VeggieTales DVDs when I'd like find them in a $5 bin or something. I'm like, oh, I love VeggieTales. I'll watch this. Yeah. Uh, my history of VeggieTales is that I came around to it probably a bit later than you um, and hadn't really heard of it prior to that. I was more of an an Adventures in Odyssey and uh, right. uh, Adventures from the Book of Virtues kind of girl, which I don't right. know, is Adventures in the Book of Virtues? Is that Christian? I kind of thought they were because they they had the um, the toys at, uh, at Chick-fil-A when I was a kid. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I kind of, because like Chick-fil-A was, it was... Chick-fil-A was like, you loved them because of the food, but as a kid, but you also were like, oh, you know you're going to get like the worst toys if you go to Chick-fil-A because they're going to be like educational or like maybe slightly like like Christian. It's not like you're going to go to Subway and get Bobby's World or whatever, you know. I bet you when the VeggieTales were at Chick-fil-A, and they must have been at some point, that was a big day for kids like you. (laughs) So I... I came around to Veggie Tales when I was in like middle school and high school, and I would volunteer to work in the church nursery most Sundays. And so they would just be on in the background, but I was busy, so I didn't sit down super and like, close. Take them at, yeah, in, yeah, I didn't pay super close attention to. But them. I think there is a parallel, like I was saying, between the Muppets and Veggie Tales that there is there was a genuine sense of humor that wasn't crappy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and. April, come on. I, I let her down. I was holding her this whole time. April, stop. Come here. She wants to say what she thinks about VeggieTales. April, what do you think of the VeggieTales? She ate one once. <laughs> she was a little dancing cucumber was walking around, and she's like, mmm, delicious. She was like, veggie, veggie, fruit, fruit, veggie, fruit, fruit, veggie, veggie, fruit, fruit, cha-cha-cha. What is that from? <laughs> it's from it's from the living in the land pavilion it there was a show at epcot oh okay from 
from when I was a kid. It's so specific. It's not, <laughs> it's not like even from a movie or something that anyone out there might know. It's from a live exhibition, a live ride. Well, it's, well, it's from, it, it was like a show with, with animatronics and, and they taught you how to be healthy. It was in the, the Living in the Land Pavilion. And I'm trying to remember what the show itself was called. Just with Ellen DeGeneres and Bill Nye. No, that was that was <laughs> Body over Wars it. or whatever, right? <laughs> no, that wasn't Body Wars, but it was. Oh, Danny, <laughs> that, was, that wasn't even the same this pavilion. Isn't Please be seated with David Park, <laughs> which re- reminds me, because I meant to mention at the top of the show, I'm obsessed with this rave DJ website now because Jimmy Eat Pod discovered it. And at first I was having no success with it. And Rave DJ is this website you can go to. It's rave.dj. And you pick two songs on YouTube and the app tries to mash them up. Like an AI thing tries to turn them into a mashup. And th- on Jimmy Pod, they keep taking this. They were taking the song they were doing that week and mashing it with other songs. And it would get interesting results. So I'm like, this is perfect. I can do this for MXPX memes. I can do this for the podcast. I can do this for They Might Be Giants memes. And the first like 10 things I made all sounded like crap. I kept picking bad mashups. But now I've got it going. And I made a mashup of Boomerang by Relying K and Boomerang by Five Iron Frenzy. And it sounds pretty awesome. Kitchen Cabaret. Here it is. Here's the Veggie Veggie Fruit Fruit song. Oh, no. Is this the whole thing? Do I have to go forward? No. No, I don't think so. Oh, that's horrifying. (laughs) You don't like the little milk guy? The... The the talking food in VeggieTales is much more appealing than this horrifying nightmare v- milk carton. <laughs> They're actually like, they look worse than um he's like sausage old, party. He's old timey. He's like your 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 favorite uh, Bing like, Crosby. He's got that kind of vibe going. Like I've never seen Sausage Party, but I get the joke. I mean, I got the joke from the trailer. It's like a horrifying version of a Pixar movie, an R-rated thing. But these look scarier than the characters in Sausage Party. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> Some people applauded for a second. Yeah. They're applauding. They're yeah, applauding the animatronics. It's like, yeah, it's like a similar concept to the Tiki Room. Oh, okay. This isn't. Where's the. This is like a compilation. Well, yeah, I'll look at that video later and we'll drop it in. Here is veggie, veggie, fruit, fruit. I simply have to tell you that my friends who are singing are delectable. Meals are divine as long as you can dine with fruit and vegetables. Mommy, I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> You know, I made you watch VeggieTales segments can't, this week, uh, we and can't you were like, anymore. <laughs> I was making Jessica watch VeggieTales segments this week, Ugh. and she was like, ugh. <laughs> we, we will get to talk about this song, but the three classic ones that I made her watch were uh, the Sabu song, which was her favorite of them. I don't know which one was that That was Sabu, 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 something, 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 something. You liked that song, and now you don't remember it? Remember when they're sitting at the slide projector, and they're singing about the Sabus? Nope. And one Sabu is like, a chubu boo a chubu boo Remember that? 
How quickly we forget. You liked that. You were like, at least this one is catchy. That's what you said about it. <laughs> I do remember that. I didn't remember the specifics, though. And I played, obviously. I, I did played, not like the hamburger one. That's the next time. And obviously, I played the original, original <laughs> veg, uh, Pirates. And then I played the, the cheeseburger one, which I also did not like. It's fine as a song. and It's I def- depressing. He doesn't get the cheeseburger. And that's the, the thing, is he doesn't get the cheeseburger. It teaches kids to settle. And I mean, that's... maybe that's a good lesson, actually. <laughs> well, that's the thing I was shocked by, honestly, as, like, a teenager, like an 18-year-old or something, and I see the love song to the cheeseburger where they're singing about how he goes to get a cheeseburger and he's too late and the restaurant is closed and he sleeps in the parking lot overnight to wait till they reopen but then he sees a sign for denny's and he goes to get bacon and eggs i'm like he didn't wait for the cheeseburger and the joke is that it's like a love song to a man to the cheeseburger and he says i'll wait for you cheeseburger i'll wait for you Ooh, yeah he's like but then he doesn't wait for the cheeseburger and I'm like, in a Christian kids thing, talk about irreverence, especially in prime purity culture Christian living, to when they're teaching kids to like save yourself for marriage, wow. or you'll like, like this was like almost an anti, wow. like almost how Crystalina by MXPX plants the scenes, seeds of, plants these little seeds of non homophobia with Crystalina happens to like boys. Like that little line. I have a whole theory about that song. <laughs> Which we've never discussed on this podcast, I realize. But it's like, was the cheeseburger song like gently placing seeds for 90s kids and millennials to like n- not to like not trust purity culture that was being pushed on them in the 90s? Yeah, they were like, you know, the... The cheeseburger the- place is closed. Go to Denny's, get yourself some bacon and eggs. Yeah. Don't yeah. wait for the cheeseburger. You know the easy girl at school? Go for that. She's a bacon and eggs. It's awful. Jessica, how could you be so objectifying? I'm sorry. You're bacon shaming. <laughs> You're breakfast shaming. We're Here we are breakfast shaming the squash that doesn't get so his cheeseburger. I'm so sorry. So yeah, um that's Is that what he was? He was a, he was like a I think it was a squash. I could not tell what he was. Oh, well the one who was singing was like an onion. But then oh. the character that's acting out what he's singing yeah, the one that was is a singing, squash. I didn't know what it was. And he's one of the pirates that don't do anything. But he oh. in that he in that song was not being one of the pirates who doesn't do anything. Do they have like the same group of little singers or whatever? Like the they just rotate through the different songs. Well, it's always supposed to be Larry, characters? but in that particular tape, oh. in that particular episode, um, whatever I don't remember the asparagus, the uptight asparagus. He took away silly songs because he thought it was too silly and he wanted something more classy. So he takes mm. away silly songs from Larry. Oh, he's actually upset because of the Sabu song, because the Sabu song doesn't have an ending. Like the Sabu song, they're rowing the boat and like they're going to hit the hippo, but then there's no ending. Like he's like, what happened to the Sabu? Why was the sad Sabu sad? What happened to the boat? Was it aluminum? You don't remember any of this? Mm, we watched it like two days ago mm, so the pirates who don't do anything they moving just stay on, at home and lie around they just stay at home and lie around so yeah the pirates who don't do anything the joke in that silly original silly song is that there are three pirates sitting around on their keisters on their vegetable keisters and they're not doing anything and the first two the old man and the onion they're like we don't 
we never swapped a poop deck and we never owned a parrot and they're singing like about pirate things that they've never done but then when larry sings because he's a crazy he's he's like a crazy guy he's like a silly guy he's singing about how he's never bathed in yogurt and he's never kissed a chipmunk and then the old guy whatever his name is he's like those aren't pirate things but that's like hypocritical because what is going to boston in the fall have to do with being a pirate well did you ever play that one assassin's creed game where you go to boston on a pirate ship it's the only assassin's creed game i've played (laughs) so i did see so reliant k covers this song for the first movie and there's a lot going on in this song which we'll talk about like they really transformed the original song a lot but i did see reliant k play this in 2002 and this is with dave and brian and the band because it's 2002 and um Again, at one of the many shows I saw at the Axis, not the one where John Warren would have played for the first time, because that was like 2004. So this this would be 2002. Um, whatever tour that was, I would have to think about. Probably John Rubin was there. He was usually there. Um, and they played this song live at the Axis, A-X-I-S, Axis, in Boston, which is on Lansdowne Street, right behind Fenway Park. And it's not there anymore. They tore it down and turned it into like a, a house of blues or something. And because of the line, I've never been to Boston in the fall. And they must have played this song that whole tour. But because of that line, um, I mean, thank goodness this is so specific a memory that I know I've seen this song performed live by Reliant K by the original foursome. They like paused and they're like, okay, we know this next part's a lie. <laughs> like they jokingly were like, getting the whole crowd involved and we're like okay boston let's hear you say this lie like as a joke they were like let's all lie about this together that's cute sorry i tuned out for part of that because i was thinking about uh (laughs) monkey island okay (laughs) classic lucas arts yeah it's good stuff yep love it so relying k took like the basic form of it's like a the original Pirates is like it's on an accordion. It's very simple instrumentation. And the original the original episode's version of the song. But then Reliant K like turns it into this big pop punk jam with all of these crazy parts. It's almost like one of their Christmas songs. And it's like complexity in the way it goes from these pop punk sections to like there's a banjo section. And all of these things. And there's so many voices. And Jessica and I had been have been listening to this in the car together for a week. Trying to figure out who all the singers are. And we were like, we're not going to bother. Yeah. We, we can't map it. And there was nothing we found online describing who each voice is. And there's a speaker in the, in the, in the middle there. And it was like, it's so, it was, so, we were having such a hard time figuring out, like, not only who is who, but if there are guests in it. It was right. like, beca- and, and because and they're, they're not they're doing, listed on the EP. Yeah. And because they're doing different voices. So. It's so hard to figure out who's doing what. So Mark Lee Townsend. Open up them stems. You got the stems. You had them for Savannah. He had them for 12 Days of Christmas. Because in terms of like funny complexity, this is a, like 12 Days of Christmas is one of like their most, you know, fun, complex sex song with different sections, right? This is even above that. Like the way 12 Days of Christmas has all these different little sections and like different parts to sing. They take this to the utmost extreme in terms of like all these crazy little 
instrumentation changing every once in a while. I really love the drum mix in this. It's so prominent and clean. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a ton of notes about this song. <laughs> I had a lot of notes about Veggie Tales. There's just so much going. It is a fun song, but again, like, I don't know. The While I think the writing in the Veggie Tales episodes holds up to this day, I'm starting to feel like the songs don't hold up as well as I thought they would. Like, that cheeseburger song was really grating on my nerves. Like, even more... Like, the message of it used to, like, irk me a little bit as a kid, but just the actual, like, melody of the cheeseburger song was grating on me. The Sabu song was fun, but this... The the original Pirates Don't Do Anything, it's, like, it's fun and all, but... It's just... It's, like, it does... It's not the most fun melody ever written, and it, I got, it gets tiresome after listening to a bunch. So it's Reliant K elevated as high as they could with all the crazy singing and the crazy different instrumentation and changing parts up. And yeah, like you said, the drums, and I'm assuming like everyone in the band at that point, and maybe like you said, a couple of guests, maybe Mark Lee Townsend has something in there. But oh, that's what I was saying. As I seriously, I almost want to message Mark Lee Townsend for the first time and say, do you have the stems left for Pirates Who Don't Do Anything. Can you do a video on it and open them up and talk about who was singing all the different parts? Because this, if he does that for 12 Days of Christmas, which had so many secrets in it, mm-hmm. when he opened up the audio files for 12 Days of Christmas, this has got to have even more secrets in it. And there's just no telling. Hey, we figured out that it's Ethan for sure who is doing the uh, Be Your Man talking part. Right. Like, we were never 100% sure of that. So someone out there knows who all the different voices in the Pirates Who Don't Do Anything Reliant K version are. Jessica at one point was like, maybe this section is like the original VeggieTales singers? And I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't think so. It doesn't wrong. sound like them to me. They could. I mean, they could be. But it doesn't sound like... That would have been cute if they like actually had like Larry the Cucumber come in and sing something at the very end. But it didn't sound like it to me. I think VeggieTales really passed me by because I just wasn't, I wasn't super into, uh, my parents weren't like, you have to watch, you know, whatever, because it's Christian or anything. So I, I just, right. and also I, I'm not super into animation. And so I reached no, a point. She's not. I reached <laughs> and a- I love animation. And so like, I have to watch cartoons. <laughs> On my by myself, I reached a point. We watched half of Princess Mononoke, and she's like, "This is fun." Then, like halfway in, she was like, "We can." I'm like, "We're halfway through. You don't want to see how it ends." She's like, "I got other things to do." Yeah, I don't know. Even like as a kid, I reached a certain point where I was just like, "You know what? Animation, it's not my thing," and I just kind of moved on. And like, I still really cherish Bobby's World. That is a cartoon that I will put on, and The Simpsons. Right, but like I. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I always preferred live also, action. And I just kind of, even as a kid, I reached a certain point where I was just like, no, nah, I'm, I'm good. I don't, I don't really need right. this isn't my thing. Also, I don't know if we've talked about this on this podcast that much, but Jessica has a very, very deep or shallow, whatever the symbolism would be, uncanny valley. So yeah. whatever that uncanny valley of when animation starts to look like disgusting because it's badly emulating motion in real life whatever that moment is for whatever that like how some people watch avatar so many people watch avatar and they think this is amazing this looks so lifelike jessica can see avatar and be like Mm. there's something unsettling about it yeah the most famous uncanny valley movies would be um mars needs moms and um 
the Polar Express. Like, those are the movies that really divided people in terms of, is this creepy or not? Like, that's, like, right down the middle of the Uncanny Valley. And Avatar is, like, on the far side of Uncanny Valley where most people think it's amazing. But to Jessica, most CGI animation, something about, like, just her her eyes, her, her rods and cones can't perceive CGI animation. So it's almost like the worse the CGI animation, the better it is for Jessica to watch. Like the better the CGI, the worse it is for you to watch. Yeah, I got, um, uh, when we were watching um, Into the Spider-Verse, mm-hmm. I was getting, uh, there was that, they were doing that sort of motion blur to try and make it a little bit more comic-y, but it was making me really nauseous. I think a lot of people felt that way. Yeah, so I don't know, I just have a certain thing with things, and then like, there, uh, whenever they do digital stuff with like people in movies like they whether they're de-aging them or bringing back dead people it always bothers me it never looks real to me (laughs) rogue one was a massive chore (laughs) (laughs) yes so um yeah, so actually the bad animation of the early VeggieTales episodes probably benefits you (laughs) even though you don't care for them so, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't have a ton to say about the song. It's just, it's fun and all, but it's not a Reliant K song that I purposely go to a lot. And it is on Spotify because it's on the Jonah sound. It's on the, oh, they, even though it was made for the first VeggieTales movie, Jonah, they did throw it back onto the soundtrack for the second VeggieTales movie, which was the Pirates Who Don't Do, oops, sorry, the Pirates Who Don't Do Anything solo movie. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Um, so it's on both soundtracks, so it's going to be on most streaming services because it's on both those soundtracks, even though the Relying K EP is not on streaming services. Well, I did do a deep dive this week. Oh, good. And it did not come up with a lot, but one thing it did come up with was SimilarLyrics.com. And okay. it says that this song is like a fight song by the Aquabats. Yes. Oh, I'm so glad you mentioned that because I kept forgetting to put that. I kept thinking about that once in a while and thinking I need to put that in my notes. And I forgot. No, not Fight Song. Captain Something. Someone out there who's a big Aquabats fan is yelling at me right now. (laughs) But there's an Aquabats song on the Fury of the Aquabats that Captain Hampton. Oh, oh, unfortunately, (laughs) I forgot. It Um, is Fight Song. I have the lyrics right here. Well, Oh, they got the title wrong. Oh. Fight Song is an instrument. Okay, they got the title wrong there, which is understandable because I didn't get to it yet. But, um, okay. Fight Song is an instrumental mm. on the most popular Aquabats album, Fury of the Aquabats. It's the album that Travis is on. It's the album he left after. Um, Fight Song is an instrumental that they would just play during a battle with villains on the stage. Ah, gotcha. It is probably the song before or after the song that this website mixed it up with, which unfortunately has the M word for short people, (laughs) because in the 90s, it wasn't a problem. It's not really a swear, and it is a word, but I still don't feel like saying it because it's not the right word anymore. But the song is called Captain Hampton and the M word Pirates. (laughs) Gotcha. That is the name of the song. And yes, it is very similar because it's... It's got a it's got some captain's log breakdown sections just like they're just like the Reliant K version and Reliant K obviously just like how they like they did with Silver Bells and we talked about last week and there's other songs where they just oh um another Christmas song I can't think of it 
We Wish You a Merry Christmas, where Matt Thiessen loves when, occasionally when they do a cover, he's just going to add a little something extra for himself. Like, I wonder if that's like a legal thing, like add a little extra writing to it to like get some extra yeah, 12 like, Days of writing Christmas credits. is like that too. 12 Days of Christmas. Um, because there's an extra, there's extra sections in Reliant K's version that don't exist in the in the original in mm-hmm. any of the previous versions. of Pirates don't do anything when they're like Captain Crunch something something, and we don't like we wake up late for lunch, but we always eat Captain Crunch, Captain Kid. I don't remember the words. It's not like I've been listening to this song all week, but the little like the all that little section in the middle there, that's Reliant K original we stuff. We watch Captain Kangaroo. We watch Captain Kangaroo. All of that is Reliant K original editions. And then the captain's log section. And I referred to this earlier, but they say in the song, Captain's Log 2002. So at the very least, you should know that this song isn't from the second VeggieTales movie, Jessica. I'm yelling at the Jessica from two weeks ago when we first started talking about this. Um, I also, uh, this came up on TV Tropes. So on TVTropes.org. Well, in reference (laughs) to... The Pirates Who Don't Do Anything... And the picture they chose was Oh, it was of, like the Disney Pirates. Is the, yeah. Like that's Captain Hook's kids or something from that Disney cartoon. Today's pirate pledge, a good pirate never takes another person's property. Uh, and then it says, children make rubbish pirates. <laughs> Dude, that's literally all a pirate does. <laughs> well, it's not all a pirate does, but we won't get oh, into no. that. Um. They don't pillage, they don't plunder, they don't invade port towns, kidnap beautiful maidens, battle the Royal Navy on the high seas, broadcast without a license, or swap files on the intertubes, and they've never been to Boston in the fall. I understand what this is. The TV Tropes website, what they do, and I don't go to that website a lot, but occasionally I do, they will figure out a trope in fiction, and they always want to give it a creative name. Any trope you can think of from fiction, they don't just want to call it like the, the you know, walking down the street trope. Right. They want a creative name for it. So they're saying the trope here is basically toothless pirates, like pirates who don't actually act like pirates. And they're calling it in reference to the VeggieTales song, but not literally about the VeggieTales song. They're calling this trope of a toothless pirate a pirate who doesn't do anything. Yes. Yes. I'm just explaining because I was confused when you first said it was on TV Tropes. Because also on TV Tropes, you can find pages for certain pieces of fiction listing all the tropes in it. Right. And that's not the name of a trope. That's just like, here's the page for Peppa Pig and all the tropes in Peppa Pig. Right. No, this is like, this is, they're naming this trope after this. So the pirates who don't do anything, in fact, seem to mostly just drift aimlessly on the high seas, drinking rum and possibly singing sea shanties. If you like a ask booze them, if you ask them, they'll say that they like the way it looks on their resume, or maybe they'll just tell you we don't do anything. In general, members of the pirates who don't do anything are characters who, despite having a certain canonical job, are rarely, if ever, seen engaging in that job. There's a lot of pieces of work like that. (laughs) They might indeed be pirates who rarely go out and steal treasure and raid ships, but they might just as easily be mobsters who don't steal or smuggle, students who don't go to class, office workers who never seem to do more than hang out at bars, or ninjas who just didn't get the memo about the whole stealthy assassin thing. 
This may be because writers and fans are in love with the romanticism implied in a life of adventure and crime, but don't actually want to show the characters doing any of the myriad of things that make thieves, assassins, mercenaries, bounty hunters, and other unsavory types pariahs in real life. Perhaps the work is aimed at small children or just people who don't understand the difference between pirates and sailors. This can result in a strange dissonance where the friendly messianic nature of the characters is at odds with the openly predatory nature of the professions they claim to engage in. It could also be a bit of an attempt to dodge the tedium of portraying someone working a day-to-day job, especially if the writer doesn't know how that job really works. This wouldn't really pass in a slice-of-life type of work. However, unless, of course, the character is chronically unemployed, is retired, or is suffering from a long-term illness and can't go to work. And it just goes on and on and on. (laughs) But you get the idea. And then it goes down, and at the very last paragraph, it says, the trope comes from one of the silly songs with Larry from Veggie Tales, later covered by Reliant K, which is about, well, pirates who don't do anything. It later proved... The title and theme music for the Pirates Who Don't Do Anything, a VeggieTales movie. Interesting. I mean, yeah, that makes complete sense. Like, there's, like you said, ninjas and all kinds of, like, bad professions that are in children's cartoons. And, for instance, the Pirates Who Don't Do Anything. It's like they're pirates. And, like, Disney parties. Like, you take your kid to Disney World for their birthday party and the girls can be princesses and the, the females can be princesses and the males can be pirates. Bullshit. I mean, I'm sure they I'm sure they let the boys be princesses, but they can never let the girls be pirates because girls cannot be pirates. It's bullshit. <laughs> I'm joking. But yeah, Disney will have the, you know, they'll take your kid and take them to like a pirate makeover. But like Disney doesn't want to say, <laughs> like they don't want to admit, you know, pillaging, sexual assault, all these horrible right. things that a pirate would actually do. I'm so upset that they added in Jack Sparrow to the to the rides. Like, oh why? yeah, why? Why did you need to do that? Such a bummer. I didn't mind him in most of the places in the ride because he's just kind of thrown in. Yeah. But when they replaced him on the pile of gold, yeah, as opposed to the skeleton that was there, because that's such a nice, like, somewhat like mysterious, like dark but dreamy note to see that skeleton on that pile of gold at the end of the ride but then when they put you know because it's like oh this is the ultimate it's like saying like it's almost like saying this is the ultimate end for a pirate you're just going to be a skeleton on a pile of gold and what was it all worth but then they put jack sparrow up there and he's like i got the gold look at me i'm up here (laughs) i also like that it was you know it, it was one of the you know the the few like very old dark rides that you know maintained not having a character attached to it like i love that it didn't have to have a character attached to it. it's kind of like how i hate it when at christmas time and halloween time put nightmare before christmas stuff into the haunted mansion (laughs) yeah but that's like a temporary perfect it is a temporary thing which i'm fine with but it's like what if they had like a special well they should have like figured out a way to maybe like um you could go on the pirates ride but the the Jack Sparrow animatronic would like stay below if you're in the non Jack Sparrow version. But then like some people are like, I want the Jack Sparrow version. They're like, we'll get in that line. And then they push the Jack Sparrow button and the Jack Sparrow comes back up. No one wants the Jack Sparrow line, Danny. That franchise, who remembers that franchise? Uh, it's like Avatar. 
They're doing a new one with someone. I can't remember who. Like a, they're doing a. I know they're doing reboot. a new Avatar. No, well, <laughs> yeah, they've been doing that for like twenty five years, but. Um, Avatar Land, man, what a weird choice. <laughs> we gotta remember go. this. <laughs> yeah, man, Avatar is the funniest thing because it's like, um, it's like he did no work to keep it vital to yeah. the collective consciousness, and. I love discovering because Jessica and I love really bad movies. Like, folks, we love really bad movies. Like, when you think, oh, oh like The Room, like, no. Oh, you, think- <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet. No. <laughs> we love really bad movies and discovering some really bad, so many movies from, this, from the 80s ripped off James Cameron. The, the first, you know, uh, Terminator and Terminator 2. And aliens and alien, although alien is not James Cameron, but by extension, have been ripped off so many times. But Avatar was never ripped off. No, it's because they did the ripping. Well, yes, but you think like the biggest earning movie of all time, tons of people would want to rip that off, but nobody even attempted to rip it off, and because it didn't stay in the zeitgeist. Because I think there was like accounting trickery going on to make it the biggest movie of all time. And slowly over time, James Cameron's like, oh, crap, no one cares about my movie anymore. And I'm working on... There's no way Avatar 2, like, even without no, COVID, it there's no way it, it gets even close, not no. even 50% of what it made. No way. Insanity. <laughs> <laughs> so we do have covers and stuff. Um, and I, I'm sorry that I feel like I didn't talk about the song that much, but I just don't have a ton to say. It's, like, super complex. Same. yeah. But it's, like, there's, like, no way to, you know, I don't know. It's just fun. It's it's amazing that they propped up this the, this version of this song and made it so much more fun. And kids love this song. Kids love pirates, as we've been talking about. They love pirates that don't do anything. But, um, you know, I don't know. I don't, I'm, over time, like I said, I'm just not crazy about the melody of this song anymore. But did you want to listen again to the um, original version? <laughs> no, we're good. You, everyone can go look that up. I was um, going to say, you could insert it here in post. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, I will play this thing that was just uploaded. It's so new. It's like they knew we were doing this this week. Um, the VeggieTales official YouTube channel uploaded one week ago this live action pirates who don't do anything yes i mean of course they did that's why we chose to do this song (laughs) exactly it's just a it, it is just a huge coincidence that this happened but um here is this oh and you know the pirates who don't do anything probably predate spongebob by a year or two but SpongeBob and all that iconography, there's so many pirates, like whether they're villains or heroes and like pirate accoutrement in that show. And like when Tom Kenny turns up as a lot, li- he's the voice of SpongeBob turns up as a live action character in that show. Occasionally, occasionally he's always a pirate. So like, like the nauticalness of SpongeBob and like, did the pirates who don't do anything kind of pave the way a little? No, there's no way. If VeggieTales didn't exist, SpongeBob would be as big as it was, but did like some kids like start with the pirates who don't do anything and then move on to SpongeBob? And I ask this because when you watch this this new VeggieTales live action YouTube channel, sorry, Jessica wants to talk. You can see how retroactively um, they are clearly inspired by SpongeBob and what you're about to watch. What I'm about to show you is clearly it's like how the Bourne movies 
cha- were inspired by the James Bond movies, but then the James Bond movies ripped off Born. This is like one of those things. What were you going to say? I was just going to ask if nautical nonsense was something you wish. I wish for world peace. Thank you very much. So here is this new video. It's called VeggieTale Remixes, The Pirates Who Don't Do Anything. Remix. <laughs> I love that the word remix is in it twice. Here we go. Well, I've never been to Greenland. And I've never been to Denver. So it's two dudes on like a, a white background. Background with like nautical like palm trees and boats and all kinds of stuff around them singing this classic classic song and one's wearing a larry shirt and one's wearing a bob shirt and one's got an eye patch pirates who don't do anything we just stay at home and lay around and if you ask us he's holding a toy boat the other one's holding a toy knife oh scary he also has a hook. They're holding up pictures of each of the things that they've never done. This video- pictures of Boston? No, what the heck? This video goes on for like five minutes. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> then in this video, oh, shoot, I went too far. I went to the Song of the Sabu by mistake. Then they do this like long extended dance sequence where these other pirates show up and do different types of dances. Oh, wow. These like five like Disney style pirates show up. Is this a thing that they do in the show now or like? I don't know because I don't watch newer VeggieTales, but I doubt it. I think this is just for their YouTube channel. This is going to end up with like 50 million views right oh now. Gosh. Right now it's only got 14k views, but this is in like a couple months this is going to have like 50 million views. Cuz it's going to be like something you shove in front of your kid and you're like shut up. Just shut up and watch this. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Too bad they won't make any revenue off of that. <laughs> oh, that's right. And you can't comment on it either. Um so there's that. Oh, and then I wanted to show you that I guess there was, and I kind of knew this because I've seen a meme. There was a live action, live stage show for VeggieTales oh, with like the VeggieTales, like people in these like inflatable costumes. Oh, that's but very professional and very good looking. And I'll show them to you in a moment. Not on ice. Not on ice, on a stage. Tales on ice would be awesome. I went to like a live, uh, one of my earliest memories is like going to a Sesame Street live thing at the Boston Garden before it was torn down and turned into the TD Garden. And I was like, we were so far away and this has got to be like the mid 80s and there's no giant TV screens or anything. It's just like way down there, oh, no. 25 <laughs> miles away. <laughs> Is a vague, dreamlike, <laughs> dancing purple and orange thing. Is that Big Bird? Who knows? I just have the most vague memory. I have more memory of walking through, like, you know, the giant corridors of the Boston Garden than actually sitting and watching the show. <laughs> so here's the live action, or here's the in person live stage show for the Veggie Tales with them performing The Pirates Who Don't Do Anything. And this is. 
I saw this meme once where someone took a screen cap of one of this stage show of of, a, of this stage show mm-hmm. and they put a mosh pit in front of it. <laughs> it was really funny. But here they are performing the Pirates Who Don't Do Anything for a bunch of squealing kids. Venice Convention breakout session. Inventing tomorrow today. Oh, okay. Open the box. hands up and they're like yeah i'm so into this they all lost their minds like journey just started pl- started playing don't stop believing <laughs> these kids are like yeah this is what we came for <laughs> <laughs> those suits are pretty amazing mm-hmm. like they look really yeah they good. really are the eyes move and stuff yeah so there's that, and because unfortunately there's no, I do have one piece of Reliant K live footage, but I don't have any piece of Reliant K live footage from the time. So, and I wish I did, because I know for certain in 2002 they played this song live with yeah. Dave and Brian and the band. Um, but instead, I have this from well, you 20- didn't have, uh, it was 2002, you didn't have cell phones with good video capability or right. any video capability, But like probably. if they played at a Cornerstone or Joshua Fest or, or Soul Fest that like year, someone must camera, have yeah. it. Um, but here is 2013, the Mats playing one minute of the song on acoustic just oh, for the wow. heck of it. Everybody loved nice. it. <laughs> this was in St. Pete, St. Petersburg. Uh, That's why he was saying we're so close to Tampa. Yeah. So there are some co- there are covers of this song for sure because there are covers that have nothing to do with the Reliant K version. Um, here is this family very recently because it's co- it's a COVID nineteen thing. Two months ago, the Central Baptist Church uploaded this video, which. Uh, let me look at if there's an explanation. Due to COVID-19, we were inspired to do something creative. Thanks to Sarah Brooks for writing the lyrics and recording the music. Thanks, Philip Wright and Emma Lindsay for the participation. So I don't know if these are like people who are like heads of this church or if they're just people that attend this church and their church decided to upload the video. But it's a Pirates Who Don't Do Anything parody video about how everyone has to sit at home and not do anything right now because of COVID. Never go to Denny's and we never go to Wendy's. 
never go to Arby's cause we don't go out at all. And we never go to Starbucks and we never go to Sonic. Because lately all we've seen are these four walls. That's cute. That's it is sweet. cute. I love that Sonic is on the list of places that he's just dying to get to. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's yeah. cute. So Central Baptist Church. And uh, let's see. Speaking of a different kind of Sonic. There was a Sonic. Because we're on my YouTube app. <laughs> there was a Sonic video recommended. Um, oh, so this is like. The Reliant K piano tribute players, that like piano cover bot uh, album, they did a cover of this, which is odd because it's not really a Reliant K song. So I'm going to fast forward towards maybe the middle and see if they do some of the additions, even though there's no lyrics because it's the piano tribute album, see if they do any of the additions that Reliant K add to this song. Yeah, this I think is unidentifiable. It is. But I think because I skipped so far ahead, I think this is the we don't something we don't whatever the lyrics are. We watch Captain <laughs> Kid, we watch Captain Kangaroo. Uh, we, we wake up late smoke, for lunch. We don't drink. But our bottoms sure do stink. Is that what they say? No. I don't know what they say. <laughs> you would think I had not listened to this song like a dozen times in the last to it not even an hour ago. Actually, we've been recording for an hour and a half. We listened to this song like two hours ago. But I did listen to it a lot. But it's just one of those songs that I'm like, I don't really need to know every word in this song. Ah, now I hear it. So whatever, it's not a Reliant K cover, it's just, it's just a cover. We don't know what he did, but we're down with Captain Kid. We don't wake up before lunch, but we all eat Captain Crunch. We don't smoke, we don't chew, we watch Captain Kangaroo. Gotcha. They can't watch Captain Kangaroo, that's doing something. (laughs) So here is a band that I found online, and I got a little mad at them because... They titled this video, (laughs) Reliant K, The Pirates Who Don't Do Anything, Circle K Live, right? So I'm like, oh, is this Reliant K playing The Pirates Who Don't Do Anything at some venue called The Circle K? Which, like, that's obviously the name of a store, but maybe the venue just happens to be called Circle K. Or maybe it's a youth group. And they called, because absolutely, like, who's going to sue a youth group for calling themselves Circle K? Uh, No, it's some band called Circle K. Oh, and they are going to play a sort of version of Reliant K's version of Pirates Who Don't Do Anything. I don't know what year this this is uploaded in 2017, but it seems like it was before that. Well, I never went to prison, I never fought people, I never did a struggle, I never did it all. 
I want to hear the Dropkick Murphys do a cover of this song. That's a great idea. Isn't that the Dropkick Murphys on the top of the album right there? <laughs> don't tell me you like Kel- Celtic punk if you don't know who this band is. <laughs> and then pointing at the original Pirates who don't do anything. Um... Because they seriously look like a Celtic band with all their beards and their... They look like hipsters more than pirates. Uh, no, so maybe that is more, that is modern. That's not that's not like the tw- 2000s. That's definitely the 2010s. Um, but whatever. I got upset because I thought it was going to be actual footage of the band playing for sure. Um, here's some Ren Faire band. Okay. Sweet. Because I will say for sure... Because VeggieTales has mainstream success outside of the Christian market, um, this song for sure, and what we're going to end on will prove it beyond a shadow of a doubt, this song I think lives past VeggieTales a little bit. I think kids might know this song. I think I would guess that kids who don't even watch VeggieTales probably just like this song. And people who don't even know what VeggieTales are know this song. Because here's a Ren Fair band at an actual Ren Fair playing this song on a stage. We are the pirates who don't do anything. We will stay at home and lie around. And if you ask us, we do anything. We'll just tell you we don't do anything. I've never been to Greenland and I've never been to They changed the locations to be a little bit more like Ren Fair era specific. They're like, maybe, yeah, because it wouldn't be because 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 1776 is America, so I guess the Ren Renaissance wasn't in 1776. But you had Moscow, you had Paris, you had. He said, "I never buried islands. I never buried treasure on an island or at all." Yeah, they're in like ye old Englandy times yeah so hey we've been to the ren fair and i've seen deadpool walking around that's not very that's not time specific <laughs> um so that is uploaded by oh boy uh kin kin kinravip k-i-n uh k-i-n r-a-v-i-p kinravip kinravip um and let's see what else we have there are definitely some more covers Oh, this is like uh, um, just some kids in a backyard, like just singing the song. It's... Nice, that's adorable. They're all like, dressed like pirates. Yeah, they're Cute. all they're like preteen boys, and they're like in a grassy backyard with a brown picket fence, and they're just singing the song a cappella. In Greenland, and I've never been to Denver, and I haven't buried treasure in St. Louis or St. Paul, and I've never been to Moscow, and I've never been to Tampa, and I haven't been to Boston in the fall. This kid wants it over though, because he's like, I gotta sing through this as quickly as possible. And if you're listening <laughs> One of to the this, other kids is sitting upside down in his chair. He's also bored. He just like flipped himself over. <laughs> well, I mean, in the original VeggieTales animation. Larry is like Uh-oh. jumping around in his lazy boy recliner, so oh, maybe I they're see. trying to do a shot for shot remake. <laughs> but um if you're listening to this at two times speed, you're like, whoa, that kid is <laughs> spitting fire. Let's see if they do the dialogue. Mashed potatoes up against the wall, and I've never kissed a chipmunk, and I've never gotten headlights, and I've never been to Boston in the fall. Wait, wait, wait. 
What the little rooster and mashed potatoes have to do with being a pirate? I thought we just talked about pirate things. And besides, whoever kissed a chipmunk? It's just nonsense. What do you? Yeah, they're doing the script from the original this performance of this song. This has six point seven thousand views, <laughs> and it's uploaded by Q Squirt, which is Q S Q W I R T Q Squirt, and they're doing they're reperforming the original Veggie Tales direct to video version of the song. Interesting. <laughs> they're they're. Uh, they're real stars. Oh, and comments are turned off because even though it probably it is probably it's probably uploaded by an individual and not a company because it has kids in it. It right. counts as kids entertainment. I really want Captain Crunch now. <laughs> okay, we can get Captain Crunch. Um, I did find one guitar cover to the Reliant K version, and I wasn't going to play this, but I just want to go back to what I was saying before. <laughs> On YouTube, a guitar <laughs> cover, although it is wrong, it is when somebody plays along in their room to the song. Danny, we didn't take a break in this episode either. Oh, yeah. So we'll let this play us out. We'll let this play us out as we will be right back as we go and thank our Patreon subscribers. Silly songs with Laddie, the part of the show where Laddie comes out and sings a silly song. Hey, we wanted to take this moment to thank all of our Patreon subscribers who have joined over at patreon.com slash sadiehawkinspod. Brady, David, Tucker, This Might Be a Podcast, Owen, Jimmy Eat Pod, Roxanne, and Samantha. If you're interested in becoming a patron of Sadie Hawkins Pod, we're doing great stuff over there. We're reading through the complex infrastructure relationship book that Reliant K totally wrote. Ooh. We review other bands that are related to Reliant K. We do. And we'll be doing most of the K for Karaoke tracks over there. Yeah, that's right. We have two, five, and ten dollar levels. Everyone who joins gets stickers, and there are other perks you can decide on. Thanks again to our patrons, as we feel really fortunate to have all of you. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and interact with the show at sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter, both at sadiehawkinspod, and call our voicemail line, which is 402-95-SADIE. And we're back. Yar, thank you, patrons. <laughs> Yar, thank you, pirate patrons. Piratrons. Ooh, we got Danny to do a pirate voice. I Mission accomplished. Like a pirate. April's doing her best April's pirate like a pirate too. too. She's like, ruff, ruff, rawr, ruff. When April's she like, that bark a little lower yeah. than usual. When April goes, and she's talking like a pirate. So that works perfectly to have put our break there because now we get into a few goofy fan videos. And you know what? To be quite honest, none of these are really worth watching. <laughs> There's like an Ed and there's an Ed Ed and Eddie FMV. There's you know footage from Pirates of the Caribbean. These are all set to the Reliant K version. Uh, there's a Lego stop. We'll watch the Lego one. Um, I don't know why I put this in here, but someone just put in the second Veggie Tales movie into a DVD player and then just taped the TV for like eight minutes. And it's like. It was it someone who like didn't grow up with DVDs and they're like, this is what a DVD is like. So I'm sure someone on YouTube will want to see the experience. Maybe in like 20 years they will. 
Um, yeah, so, but first, let's just check this one out. This is, um, this is uploaded by Zachary Dykeman. He has, uh, 2.2 thousand, uh, subscribers. He's got 770 views on this video. This is an almost seven-minute video. And it's basically him, uh, I mean, he'll just, he'll explain it, but it's him describing the CD, the same CD that we have here on our table, he got himself a copy, and he's going to describe it. Oh, wow. For seven minutes. Something. I got the a rare, the parts don't do anything lying in KCD. Yes, I never quite a find at the Mission Thrift Store. Okay, so. Here is what the disc looks like itself, and... He dropped the phone dropped or the something, phone. and it's just... Oh, okay, and now he picked it up. It was blacked it out. Was just... <laughs> He's putting it in a CD player and he's going to play it for us. This was uploaded a year ago. Like, we can just go listen to the song someplace else. We know what it sounds like. So, I I believe that this is actually a YouTube live thing where he was like, I got got the CD single at the thrift store and I'm going to post to YouTube live to let everyone know. Because if you go on the desktop version of YouTube, you can see his, like, one friend who was leaving comments, like, live, because those are archived. And it's like, I'm so excited for you. You know, he's like, you got this, you got that CD. Cool. Now this seven minute video is padded out because he just plays the whole CD with his camera, like sitting on the counter so that the camera is like blacked out. Right. So we can't even see anything. And there's, and people have already heard it. Maybe you didn't notice it, but the people listening to the podcast have noticed it. There's these weird skips. Which at first I thought maybe was in the CD. Maybe the CD he got from the right. was skipping. But then when he just talks, it skips. So oh. I think it's the YouTube live compression was really bad. And if you want to preview um, the... If you oh, want to preview okay. Larry yeah. singing Breakdown, here it is. See, <laughs> it's skipping. <laughs> So at least you got the Zachary Dykeman preview of the song. So um, yeah, there is that. And like I so then we'll watch this Lego music video because this is fun. This is entertaining. Legos are creative. <laughs> bless you, bless you, bless you. A pirate definitely blesses a sneezing lady. So. This is like an animated Lego video. It kind of goes back and forth between like stop motion and like them sort of like puppeting. This the... is really awesome looking. Yeah. I love that the first comment is I too have never bathed in yogurt. <laughs> I like how he picked sort of appropriate Lego people to play Reliant K. Like he That's got the awesome. blonde guy to be the Matt Thiessen <laughs> one. And if this is Hoops or Brian that's singing this line of the song then he got the one with the uh scraggly beard and the pirate (laughs) and the uh eye patch this is a lot of fun yeah i just realized we're just sitting here watching it yeah not describing it so this is relying k the lego pirates who don't do anything uploaded by santal's nub 
Santos Nub. I am done with some of these people's YouTube <laughs> names. They're all difficult to describe and read. And it's not like it's a it's not like it's like someone's name that ethnically I'm not familiar with. It's always like over the top creative like names and you just they're not meant for being said out loud. Santos like rentals nub. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so glad we took our break like right before the end of the episode because now I can <laughs> end this with this like incredible find. It's like it's just bizarre. Okay. I don't know I don't I have a theory on what this is, but there's very little to describe. But this is uploaded by Kylie Rose. Nice easy name to say out loud. Uploaded five years ago. Has has uh, 476 views right now. And it says, Kylie at Camp Hole in the Wall Gang Camp performing with other campers. And, and I don't want to say just yet, who else performs with them? So this is oh. basically what I'm taking away, although there's like not an absolute description. That's It's kind of a, you kind of got to figure out what that means. It sounds like it's some sort of summer camp or some sort of drama camp. But it's a definitely a drama camp situation, I believe. Whether it's summer or whatever. It's a bunch of kids went to like a performance camp type thing. Got it. And now they're going to do a musical number based on the pirates who don't do anything. I don't think it's a Christian camp. Because I think this is just one of those things where this song has elevated past just Christian Christian entertainment because right. there's nothing particular Christian about it. Right. It's just like a fun, goofy song about pirates. So if you want to do a little pirate number at your drama camp, you're, you this is something you could do. Then about two minutes in, and this is in the name of the video, but I didn't want to spoil it. But two minutes in, this happens. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Wow, this is super professional. Yeah. What? So, not a joke, 100% serious, but low key, nobody on YouTube knows this. I'm not joking. Christopher Walken, for real, I'm not making this up, and I don't think this is a scam YouTube video. Christopher Walken walks out on the stage with these children at this performance camp, and he delivers the line from, like, the sort of original version of the song where he's like, kissing chipmunks has nothing to do with pirates. Yes, the Christopher Walken in 2014 walks out among these children and says, kiss a chip... I can't do a Christopher Walken right now. (laughs) Why you uh, oh hello I'm Christopher Walken oh kissing chipmunks has got nothing to do with pirates oh what the hell does he have a kid at the camp like- this is so yeah so when you said this looks really professional I'm like I think this is like a high end expensive yeah. children's performance camp and Christopher Walken and unfortunately it doesn't really it kind of says what the camp is I'll have to look into it wow but. I guess Christopher Walken either has a kid there or maybe if this is like, I don't know, in Beverly Hills 
or like in some northern California area or something that maybe Christopher Walken like is there maybe he donates his time or maybe he like is a part of this camp because then the the parents who are there to watch their kids they start applauding because Christopher Walken has walked out on stage to deliver the lines that Grandpa Grape I think is the name of the character that I never knew the Grandpa Grape Lines about what do you mean kissing chipmunks? He Grapes play- aren't vegetables. There is fruits. There are fruits in the Veggie Tales. Okay. I can't believe we got this far into the episode before I mentioned that there are absolutely fruits in the Veggie Tales universe. Um, yeah, Christopher Walken. <laughs> less than five hundred views. It's a very. Um, it's not grainy, but the person who took it is in the balcony. Yeah, it's it's like a cell phone. Yeah, it's like a cell phone, yeah. so they had to sort of zoom in. It's kind of blown out a little bit, but it is Christopher Walken. Wow. He's doing a little, like, limp, like he's a pirate with a limp, and he's getting all the other children to do it. And now he's doing a bit of a jig. Wow. This is the find of the whole podcast. Like, I wow. f- there's footage of Christopher Walken performing the pirates who don't do anything. Wow. But I don't think this was meant for mass consumption. I think this was like... This was like a children's performance camp that somehow Christopher Walken was a part of and surprised everyone by coming out to sing this part of the song. Just kind of shakes the hand of one of the other adults and then walks off stage. Wow. And that's the end. Wow. So we're sharing the hell out of this video. (laughs) Like this is, I don't understand how this isn't a thing. You know, however, and like, there's two things against this video for as like mind blowing as it is. One is the fact that the camera's so far away, yeah. and like it obviously wasn't meant to like be out there in the world. It was clearly like we're just playing, we're doing this for mm-hmm. these families for fun. So the camera's so far away, and Christopher Walken doesn't appear until two minutes into the video, and that's the pirates who don't do anything. So there's so Christopher Walken and Reliant K, two degrees from each other now. <laughs> I want, should we, should this be the thing that, like, we reach out to Reliant K and say, hey, Reliant K, do you know you're two degrees from Christopher Walken? <laughs> I just still don't want to break that barrier of us asking Reliant K members for interviews, but this, this is a good icebreaker. It, that it is. <laughs> that it is. So, Christopher Walken, Pirates Don't Do Anything, Reliant K. I thought you wanted to get Christopher Walken on the podcast. <sighs> Chris. Give us a call. <laughs> I know that we already talked about this. 402 Oh, Danny and Jess. I can't do a Chris. I could do a... Someone is calling up as Christopher Walken next week. I could do a good Christopher Walken impression when I was in middle school, of all things. Because the kids in school would be like, do your Christopher Walken, and they'd all laugh and laugh. But then I've lost it. So thanks very much for listening. Don't forget to bathe in yogurt.